present. Philemon 1, 18 and 19. stand for the word of God. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version and I'm going to also read this from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. HCSB. Philemon 1, 18 and 19. If he hath wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, had written it with my own hand. I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. Holman Christian Standard Bible says these words, And if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. Not to mention to you that you owe me even your own self. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. want to talk from the subject today a parable about paybacks a parable about paybacks question that looms to us is there such thing as brotherly love if we would take the time, my brothers and sisters, to quickly assess everything that's going on around us, it will lead us to think that brotherly love is nothing but a utopian fantasy. In 2015, there was a movie entitled Brotherly Love, which dramatized this conflict, set in a place called Philadelphia, which is known as the city of brotherly love. A movie that emphasized the gap between those who lived on the hill and those who came from the hood. But you do not have to go to Philadelphia to encounter this phenomenon. In every city, in our nation, if you take a close look, and if you would look close enough, we will see, ladies and gentlemen, clear examples of the absence of brotherly love. In the racial arena, black and whites are feuding over human rights. In the political arena, the Democrats and Republicans are feuding over responsibility to its citizenry. In the medical arena, people are searching for cures, not so much for the love of mankind, as for the love of money. In the educational arena, knowledge is dispersed by the dollar rather than by the need. The word of the Lord teaches us from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, that 
and the, the old and uh, to the New Testament of the New Covenant that we should love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves. Uh, you can find that in Leviticus 19 and 18. You can find that in Mark 12, 30, 31. But the biblical purity of brotherly love is far too easily tainted by the selfish hearts of people who prefer to judge rather than be judged. There are a lot of us, a lot of us, I include myself in that, that we would rather judge folks than to love folks. Solomon, David's son, heir to the throne of Israel, of Jerusalem, was right when he said in Proverbs 10 and 12 that hatred stirs up strife. Our indifference toward one another, our brothers and sisters, is just another form of hatred. It is at the very core of all the world's troubles. We do not care enough to feed the hungry, so we let them starve. We do not care enough to educate the illiterate, so we, we allow them to struggle. We do not care enough to help the homeless, so they continue to beg. It is very frightening that there is enough food in the world to feed every hungry person, but we are not yet motivated to figure out how to create its fair distribution. And that is because everything we do is profit motivated. We want to make a dollar. Talk about it. Talk about it. We want to make a dollar versus our motivation being about love. Our motivation is for profit versus love. The book of Philemon a personal letter that the Apostle Paul wrote while he was in jail. He wrote it to Philemon, Philemon. He was a, a, a resident of Colossae. And watch this. Philemon or Philemon, whoever you want to call it, was wealthy. He was in good shape financially. Who hosted the church in his home. That was common practice up until the third century A.D. The church at Colossae, where their, their, their pastor or their leader was a fellow named Archippus, A-R-C-H-I-P-P-U-S. I'm not sure if I pronounced his name right or not, but I spelled it for him. And Philemon, or Philemon, was a lay leader in the church at Colossae. The Apostle Paul was the one who had converted Philemon to the Christian faith. And he considered Philemon a brother when they became close friends during Paul's three-year ministry in Ephesus. So when Paul converted Philemon, Stephen, runaway slave, a guy named Onesimus, he encouraged Onesimus to return home. 
in the letter that Tychicus and Onesimus carried with them, Paul tells Philemon to forgive Onesimus as you would any brother in Christ and charge any theft or loss to Paul. Now that is what you call brotherly love. My brothers and sisters, brotherly love comes from the depth of our experience as Christians. Before Jesus, we were convinced that we owed no one anything. It was every man for himself. It's still like that in some cases. But after we had come, after we come to Jesus, our viewpoint should change. Once we experience the love of Jesus, we come to the realization that we owed a debt, and that we had an obligation, and that we must be willing to repay. I'm going to talk about those three things today. First point I want to make today, ladies and gentlemen, is we have a debt. We have a debt. D-E-P-D. I'm sorry. Our entire lives to Jesus Christ. Amen. Do I need to say that again? All of us owe our lives to Jesus Christ. We owe our lives to Him in the same way that a child owes his life to his parents. Because had it not, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would we be? All of our efforts, dedicated devotions, sacrificial giving, unselfish commitments, and zealous works will mean nothing. For nothing but the blood of Jesus is the only thing that's going to redeem us and make us whole. We owe Jesus our lives. You know why? Let me tell you why we owe Jesus our lives. Sin kicked us down. But Jesus lifted us up. We owe Jesus our lives. Can I tell you why? Satan bound us with sin. But Jesus released us. We owe Jesus our lives. Why? Because Satan ruined us. But Jesus gave us new hope. We owe Jesus our lives. Satan gave us sorrow. But Jesus brought us real joy. We owe Jesus our lives. You want to know the real reason why we owe Jesus our lives? Because he gave his for ours. That's right. Had Jesus not gone to Calvary, had Jesus not gone to Calvary, Had he not sacrificed his life, this Jones, we'd be in a world of, of a mess. Yeah. Yeah. 
We owe Jesus our lives, y'all. We owe our lives to Jesus in the same way that a critical ill man owes his healing to his surgery. Or a mental ill person owes his sanity to his psychiatrist. We did not save ourselves. Had it not been for Jesus, we would be eternally separated from God. Nothing more than the walking dead, perishing with every breath we would take. But Jesus. Somebody say, but Jesus. I love the sound of that. Y'all say that again. But Jesus. But Jesus came and he rescued us. And then, and then some of you might not feel that way. So if you don't feel that way, guess what? You don't have to feel that way. I'm going to make it personal. Jesus rescued me. He taught me how to rise above my sinful self. Like an alcoholic who has been, has become sane and sober, Jesus has empowered you and I to rise above our carnal calamities and truly learn how to possess ourselves as servants and saints. And for all of that that he's done, we owe him a debt. Now the cause of the debt that we owe, we have, number two, an obligation. Yes. Amen. If Jesus is giving us our lives, then we have an obligation to give our lives back to him. Y'all with me? Amen. Jesus brought us at the cost of himself. We can do no less than give ourselves back to the one who rescued us. Heaven's rate of exchange is the same as on earth. When you travel abroad, you exchange your money for the foreign country's monetary equivalent. Once Jesus gave himself for the sins of mankind, there was only one acceptable way of exchange. A heart for a heart. Amen. That is the only adequate response to God's covenant relationship with us. Amen. When the Apostle Paul wrote that letter to Philemon, he was laying out a fair rate of exchange, a soul for a soul. Yes. The King James Version of our text tells us that Paul writes, Thou owest me thine own self besides. Yes. In the Living Bible, it says, You owe me your very soul. Amen. And that is the same obligation we have to Jesus Christ. Yes. It is the same message Paul so clearly stated to the church at Galatia, where he said in Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus lives in us. Y'all understand that? Jesus lives in us. And if Jesus truly lives in us, he is true for our mind, 
love for our heart, and the supreme commander of our will. Amen. That simply says we belong to him. Jesus' great gift to us can only be acknowledged and adequately responded to when we give ourselves to the one who gave himself to us. Guess what? That was a fair exchange. His life for your life. His torment for your trial. His hurt for your healing. His ruining for your redemption. His darkness for your life. His heartache for your hallelujahs. And his loss for your victory. We're obligated, my brothers and sisters. So we got a debt to pay. We got an obligation to take care of. And here's the final point I want to make. We have to take care of a repayment. We've got to repay. When somebody takes something from us, we are quick to demand restitution or repayment of some kind. How many of y'all in here watch reality court or court TV or or you watch Judge Judy? Come on, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. People go there so they can get restitution for what they've put out. They need to be repaid, so they claim. When somebody takes something from us, we want it back. Seldom, if we ever do hear of someone who had wronged, waiving the culprit's responsibility for compensation. We want what is due us, and often with interest. (laughs) And we use the courts to demand what we want. But the love of Jesus takes another path, y'all. Jesus tells us on Calvary, charge me with mankind's debt. It waves repayment of the debt. The debtor is no longer obligated to repay. Y'all hear this? But how does someone respond to so great gift? This young man, Onesimus, responded to Paul's offer to pay his debt to Philemon. Onesimus was willing to return to his home and his position as a servant of Philemon because he served or he worked or he was considered at the time uh, as a, a servant of, 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 of Philemon. And he did that not because he wanted to be a slave, but because he felt compelled to demonstrate his gratitude for so great a gift of forgiveness. Onesimus was overjoyed to serve because he left the slave, but he was returning a saint. A brother beloved. The psalmist asked the question, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? That's in Psalm 116 and 12. We acknowledge, my brothers and sisters, that we owe a debt to Jesus and we have an obligation to repay. 
But where do we begin? How do we repay so great a debt and fulfill so great an obligation? What are you willing to pay for the gift of salvation? Will you give your all? You do know that you will only be giving back to Jesus what already belongs to him. Because we already belong to him. I'm here to tell us today that he is our Savior. And we are his servants. How great is our faith toward him? The greatest of our faith is the measure of our surrender. We will never pay Jesus back for all he has done for us. But we will find no greater joy than that which we find while we're paying for Jesus Christ. My brothers and my sisters, David tells us that we should delight ourselves also in the Lord. That's Psalms 37 and 4. David knew that there is joy in complete surrender to the Lord. Now I'm going to say to us today that because God has made a way, we owe him. It's time to repay him. How do we repay him? We repay him by our service. We repay him by serving him. Come on, stay with me. We repay him by showing him how much we love him. If y'all looking for me to hoop and holler, I'm not going to do that today. We owe God our all. After all, he gave his son. And the son did what? Gave his life. As a matter of fact, he not just gave his life, he died. And said, I'll pay the debt. Deacons, everything that you've done wrong, Jesus already paid for it. Deaconesses, everything that you might have done wrong, Jesus already paid for it. Rise and start Baptist Church. Everything that you've done wrong, Jesus has already paid for it. Those of y'all that are listening to me on the conference call line, everything that you've done wrong, Jesus has already paid for it. Facebook, social media, whoever's hearing my voice today, everything that you have done wrong, Jesus has already paid for it. We have a debt, we have an obligation, and we've got to repay. And And we do that by giving back to God what he's already blessed us with. It was nobody but the Holy Ghost. It was nobody but the Holy Ghost that led Minister Jones to say, take me back. To the place where I first received it was nobody but the Holy Ghost that said we need to sing you made a way it was nobody but the Holy Ghost that shared with us today my brothers and sisters 
how important it is to take care of our obligations. And all that all that we will really obligated to do, all 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 that has to be done, all that he asks us to do is to follow him. Amen. That's all he's asking, Brother Nate. Amen. That's all he's asking, Brother Scott. Mm-hmm. That's all he's asking. Yes. Sister Riddle, all he's asking us to do is to serve him. And we've got to do it, watch this, in spirit and in truth. Don't do it because you're trying to get some earthly reward. Because you know, some folks are doing that. Some, some people in the body of Christ are doing that. I don't mean to put nobody on the spot, but some preachers are preaching. Not because... They, they, they care about souls, but they're concerned about popularity. Some of us sing to the glory of God. Not that we're trying to help people, but we're trying to profit from it. We have a debt. We have an obligation. And we got to repay. Our debt is our sin. Our obligation is to serve God. Yes. Our repayment is to worship. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 